Blog Talk Radio. Feel safe 
to people I know from once upon a long time ago. I'll never fly off to Neverland. I'll never travel in time. All I can do is the best I can and go there in my mind. So I close my eyes, imagine I'm there, hide and seek musical chairs, hot summer nights and the cool winter snow from one upon a long time ago I smile as I look back on roads I've crossed traveling down memory lane but without all of those that I've loved and lost life is not the same Good times I can recall to all I've loved. God bless you all. The happiest moments that I'll ever know were once upon a long time ago. Jeffrey Goldberg, and here on this show, we like to remember once upon a long time ago, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I like to think about Eastern Airlines as that song is sung, and uh, there's so many things in there that remind me and some of our other folks about um, the good days, the good times at Eastern Airlines. I want to find out who's with us. Uh, Let's see. First on my board. Uh, Chuck, Chuck um, Albright in the Villages, Florida. Hello, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing great. We have wonderful weather. I mean, the sun is out, and and I guess everybody's out on the golf course and uh, swimming pools here that we got in the Villages. Where I think I told our group we're expanding, and the houses are getting more expensive. So everybody's uh, coming down here. They're not going back home. They're selling their homes up north for a good amount of money and coming down here and buying these homes cash. So we're we're really um, something to reckon with as far as uh, population. I think we have a, about 135,000 people living in about 70,000 homes now. And no skyscrapers there, right? No skyscraper. Can't build anything more than two, two, two stories. 
That reminds me of Washington, D.C. I understand that you can't build a building higher than the uh, Capitol or Washington Monument. I believe that's always been true in the past. Okay, let's see. Let's go to Georgia. Hello. Well, in Georgia, Conyers, Georgia, to be specific. Hello, Jim Holder, Captain Jim Holder. How you doing? Oh, I'm part of the cloudy. It's outside. It's not. It's cloudy all over the place. Rain coming and going. We had some good rain last night, and boy, was it needed. 92 yesterday. Wow. Wow. That's watermelon eating time. <laughs> Kick it back, man. Kick it back. I love the watermelon. <laughs> Go out in the middle of the field and pick a, pick a watermelon, <laughs> pop it on the ground, and put reach it in, in the creek. get that heart and eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to put them in the creek and get, eat them the eat next them day. There you go. All right, let's go back up to New York. Hello, Mike Scott. What's happening there on Long Island? Yeah, hello, hosts and listeners. And uh, prices of the, like Chuck was saying, the, the taxes have gone up as fast as the prices of the homes are. <laughs> and it's 85 degrees and, and it's sunny and humid today. <laughs> okay, very good. Boy, if I were up there in your area, I'd get on, I don't know, some kind of subway system and go right straight downtown and, and go to the Carnegie Deli and like the old days on a layover in New York and have some of that, those good sandwiches at the deli. Ah, big hot pastrami like, sandwich. Lord, <laughs> you the only thing those? I miss in New York is those hot pastrami's. Absolutely, and matzo ball soup for me. God, I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now Al Jenkins in Atlanta. Also, how you doing, Al? Al's doing fine. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you're loud and, oh, okay. loud and clear. I'm a, I, I got, didn't get the answer on my age, but it looks like I'm the babe. <laughs> you're the babe. All right, we're not going to ask you how old you are. <laughs> oh, I don't mind saying it. 75 say it, years say old. It. How many? 75. 75. Oh, that's a good, decent age. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember like, back a long time ago that was ancient, ancient. Was yeah, right. right. We're in I, the 80s. Yeah. Oh, boy, it <laughs> makes me. <laughs> oh, man, age is something else and how you tell your age. You know, when we were young, we wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be older. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, when, we, when we got a little bit older in our 30s and 40s, we wanted to slow down. And uh, now, and we didn't want to tell anybody about it. Now, at our age, we want to tell the whole damn world about how old we are. <laughs> and we want to speed up, I, but we can't. That's what I tell my <laughs> fidelity guy. He always tells me when the stock market starts to go down, he says, well, in the long run, he says, uh, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll rebound. I says, this is my long run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. All right, enough about age. Yesterday, what happened <laughs> yesterday? Hey, D-Day, 77 mm-hmm. years. It's also mm-hmm. known as what? The longest day. Oh, yeah. yes, definitely. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the longest day, uh, that actually is the longest day of the year. Uh, June the 22nd, I think, is the... Equinox or equinox or whatever they call those solstice, yeah, it's the, it's the longest day of the year. Is that's June twenty second, and uh, they timed it pretty close to the longest day. 
Mm-hmm. And and it was it was planned earlier, but it didn't happen. And it called mm-hmm. they called it Operation Overlord. And um mm-hmm. uh, nearly there was a nearly hundred and sixty thousand troops that uh, crossed into uh uh, over into into uh, Normandy and uh, the different beaches were the battlegrounds, but um, the total loss of lives was amazing. Um, the Allies about nine thousand U.S. There were two million fifty-two thousand two hundred ninety-nine men in northern France on D-Day. And the cost was staggering. There were 124,394 casualties. And the Germans now, the Germans had 50,000 casualties. 10,000 were ca- were killed. And uh, 10,000 and 40,000 were captured, uh, according to what I've, I've found here. But uh, quite, a, quite a remarkable uh, day. That day, and lots of movies uh, associated with it. And um, but anyhow, one of the other things that I saw today, guys, and I want you guys to. Uh, none of you guys were in the Navy, were you? Not Navy. No. Okay. No. I see. Yesterday, the uh, United States Air Force flew its first <clears throat> pilotless drone tanker. That actually did a refueling of, a, of an F-16, in-flight refueling of an F-16. What kind of plane was the drone? Without a pilot. Well, let's see. It says it was a Boeing. Is it a modified? Yeah, Boeing MQ-25 Stingray. And it uh, refueled an F-18, excuse me, a Hornet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was uh, over Illinois where it was demonstrated. And it, it it fulfilled its mission. It did its job. So I guess before long. And by the way, that that air that airplane. I can't. I guess they've got it scheduled to be operational on the deck on the on the carrier. So it can take off from a carrier and go up there and refuel and come back and land on the carrier. Amazing. Wow. So much for the pilot shortage. Yeah. Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many pilots in the Air Force or Navy or Marines anymore. We've got to keep track of that. But uh, at any rate, any uh, any anything happened during your your uh, holidays, guys? You want to talk about? Well, I just had life down at my hangar. I just had a you know, Karen and I went out and had a last lunch and mowed grass. Well, Jim, you were talking about having a, a retired Eastern Pilots Association luncheon coming up here, and uh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow, and tell us a little bit about that. Well, we haven't had one now in what about uh, fourteen months. Uh, we were we used to have big crowds there. I mean, uh, we've had over a hundred and thirty couple of times uh, for the luncheon. Recently, due to attrition and age and everything else, we have got down to about 10 or 12. And uh, we're starting it up again tomorrow at the Piccadilly out by the Atlanta airport. And we expect probably to have 
somewhere between 20 and 25 there. So I know my wife's coming and some of those are. Get back together and start doing it again. They they were glad to have us come back. You know, they we can have the second Tuesday of every month. If anybody's ever wants to come in Atlanta and see us, we'll, we'll keep going for the long as Virgil and I can keep it going. Virgil Tedder. Well, you you spoke, spoke about uh, some of the guys that uh, used to uh, come to the meeting, and now they're up in age and they can't make it. Uh, Sid Lanier, for one, uh, I think you yeah. said he was 99 years old now. Right, and he had to go into assisted living about three uh, about a month ago. I talked oh, to his boy. son, and he's in assisted uh, living. Johnny Johnson passed away. Yeah, uh, he was a regular. We've lost so many, so many people, and. I know that uh, we've had about three that came that had COVID, uh, uh, but I think pretty much our group, uh, the Eastern Pilots group here in Atlanta, I don't think we've had an awful lot of people had it. I know we had one, uh, Dave Carl and his wife both got it and died back in January or February of last year. Uh, But other than that, I don't know of anybody that passed away from it. We have had some deaths. Keith Crosby, one of our regulars, uh, came every time, but uh, he he died. But From I don't COVID? think it was COVID, though. Oh, okay. no, I don't think it was COVID. Yeah. I think he just he had a lot. He'd been quite ill for about a a year or so before the COVID thing, COVID thing hit. Well, you know, the, Dave, go, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, Dave Carl, it's a real sad story. Charlie Miller lived close to him over at the west side of Atlanta and said that uh, back in whenever it was, uh, last fall or someplace, uh, that his wife, they both got it, and his wife went in the hospital. And while Mm -hmm. she was in the hospital, he got it, and he went in the hospital. And then she got better and came home. And after she came home, two or three days later, he passed away. And then a couple of days later, she passed away. Oh, so my God. When they first came down with it to begin with, they never saw each other again. My uh, goodness. They, mm-hmm, they never saw each other again. But that was a well, sad story, of course. Well, we're expecting uh, some visitors from my wife's family side. Her brother's kids come down to Orlando uh, once a year and, and um, every year, and spend a week there, and then come over to St. Augustine, and and they're young, they're young kids, you know. They're, and then they've got young kids, and I've just decided they're coming over to see us. But I've decided that uh, they're not coming into our house unless they wear a mask. I just, mm-hmm. you know, at my age, I just can't afford it, even though I've been vaccinated, and and uh, we'll wear masks too. But uh, it's just. I'm not going to be taking, and especially having coming from, coming from Orlando Disney World, and uh, mm-hmm. all the people they come in contact with, and these kids mm-hmm. are like you know 10, 12, 15 years old, and um, mm-hmm. you, you just, and I'm sure at that age they haven't been vaccinated. I don't think they're vaccinating them at that age, are they? Does anyone know? Yeah, they're going down to 15. Are they? Well, yeah. the, the masks are coming on if they come into my house, and that's just the way it is. I see George Jen is on uh, with us. Hello, George. Is that hey, Bill. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't get anything from you. I didn't know if you're having the uh, 
radio show tonight or not, be, today or not, because I I just saw where you mailed it out after 12 o'clock today, you know? Yeah, I uh, I thought I mailed it out yesterday, a mass mailing, and but maybe, maybe it didn't get to you. But at any rate, uh, yeah, we're just having these Monday shows now. You know, we stopped doing the Thursday evening broadcast for the summer, come back on again, and probably in a different format and thinking of uh, – how to um, how to do that come fall, and hopefully we'll um, be able to get together on Thursdays, or it could be Friday, or we'll we'll find out figure out a time. But right now that show is idle, and uh, we're just doing the Monday show at one o'clock and talking mainly about Eastern. And uh, so, uh, how's the book writing business, George? Well, you know it's uh, coming along. It's uh, you know Rome wasn't built in a day, so. It's uh, taking a little bit of time. Well, you know, I've uh, been trying to pitch your book here to my neighborhood friends, and uh, it was just amazing. You guys wouldn't believe this, but I'm going to tell you anyhow. You can believe me or not. But I got pictures to prove it. We were having breakfast, and my wife looked out the breakfast window, we have a pond behind us, and uh, she yelled at me, he'll come take a look. There's a balloon in our backyard, and a balloonist carrying passengers landed mm. basically in our backyard. Wow. Basket, the water. basket and all landed in the pond. Oh, boy. Now, well, what, what, what do you think the odds of something like that happening to you? <laughs> <laughs> Very little. Well, I bet the, I bet the passenger thought it was pretty rare too and didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but what, here's what? the funny thing: when by the time we saw it, it had already happened, and he had already they had already pulled the basket up uh, up above the water level onto the uh, bank that goes into the pond. And they had stretched the balloon out, so it was, I don't know, maybe 30 yards long or something like that. It was quite long, and here in the basket was over there. And and, um, and here comes a truck driving along my side of my yard, and it was going back to pick up the basket and the balloon. They were going to fold it and put it in the, in the, in the bed. Was it windy? Was it windy? Well, here's here's the story. Now, this, this that story is enough, but uh, you're talking about the world is small. Here's the smallness of the world. After they got it loaded, this guy goes uh, walking, comes into our yard and sees my wife out there. She, I said, I told my wife, I said, oh, you've seen, you've seen, you see one balloon, you've seen them all. So I wasn't mm-hmm. too much interested in, in uh, going out there and gawking at it and and rubbing it in, you know, what the hell happened here? But at any rate, this older guy carrying a little baby in his arm came over, and he said, I'm sorry about uh, my truck in your yard. And, and uh, I said, yeah, it looks like uh, you ran out of gas. And he said, no, we had plenty of gas. He said, but to get it down, I had to do it. I had to cut it off. But he said what had happened is uh, he saw something ahead of him, while he was in the air that that I guess it was a thunderstorm or something like that and 
and and mm-hmm. um, he decided that uh, he he wouldn't go any further because the wind was carrying him that way. Mm-hmm. And so he had no choice, and the only thing he could see was our pond in our backyard. Mm-hmm. That would be okay, and then he knew that ponds were quite shallow. And mm-hmm. so he felt, you know, that, that that's where he would put it in. And he did a good job. didn't look like the basket mm-hmm. was damaged. And, and then uh, I said, you know, I got a balloon license, a hot air balloon license, <laughs> trying to brag about my knowledge of ballooning. And he said, oh, you have? He said, uh, why don't you come to work for us? He said, I got this over here at the St. Augustine Airport. I said, no. I said, I just said, I have a license. I've never even been in a balloon. <laughs> well, said, I have oh, one with my, pontoons. One of those you need one with pontoons. Got, yeah, he said, you're one of those guys that got your license back in the in the late 50s and 60s. I said, yep, I did. Commercial license, you could get one. Now, he asked me the second question. He said, you're an Eastern pilot, aren't you? I said, yeah, how'd you know that? And he pointed to the little Eastern Reaper logo on my sleeve, Jim Holder. <laughs> you know, I've uh-huh. got one of the Reaper shirts. And uh, I uh-huh. said, yeah, I sure am. He said, well, he said, you know so-and-so? I said, uh, I've heard the name. He said, well, he's he's a balloonist also. He's down at uh, Spruce Creek down in Daytona Beach. And um, he uh, has a balloon operation. But at any rate, you're talking about a small world. Um, yeah, and he offered me a free ride. He and my, me and my wife. So mm-hmm. we, I don't know whether I want to go with him now. He puts down in in a pond. Well, that's got pontoons on it. I got to write a story about that. That's good enough for the the old repartee, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey Neil, yeah. just look at the I weather report, they... and if the balloons come into your house, get the ride. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I didn't well, think they flew those balloons when thunderstorms were around. Uh, it was early in the morning, and uh, mm-hmm. we had we missed the action. Now, a lot of our mm-hmm. neighbors, we have a blog, a neighborhood blog, and a lot of our <clears throat> neighbors were blogging about the, you know, what happened and there was anybody hurt and things like that, and uh, why mm-hmm. they, they set, settled down. And he told me it was a win. And uh, he said it was uh, it was just to the point that he didn't know uh, what would happen if he ventured over any further. So he decided to put it down. You can't turn those things around and go back to the airport, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think it has a steering wheel. George, there ought to be a story here for something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, Neil. Um, you know, I've never even been up in a balloon. I don't know. How many of you guys have? I haven't. George hasn't. No, I haven't. Oh, none of us. No, I've, I've never been in a balloon. Al no. Jenkins, you have? Yes, sir. You've been in a balloon? Yes, sir. My yes. God, tell us about it. Well, I was young then. I was around about 17 years old, and they had one at a carnival. And I got the chance to ride. Didn't go with that far, but I was up. Oh, my golly. Wow. Well, I think I'm going to take him up on that free uh, free ride. And oh, I, yeah, asked him, I asked him also, I said, 
would you be willing to come on the radio show and tell us all about ballooning? You might get a lot of people interested in becoming a balloon pilot. <laughs> he said he'd be happy to. Well, there you and, go. And, by the way, I talked to Patty Wagstaff, and Patty said that she'd be interested in coming on our show and talking about uh, about her career as a acrobatic pilot. Extraordinaire, I should say the word extraordinaire. Mm. Yeah. And she's here at St. Augustine Airport, too. So, But um, at any rate, I thought that was rema- amazing, the odds of a balloon landing in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Better than a 747. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Neil, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but where I live, remember that Avianca crash happened, I think it was like, in the late or the mid nineties, there yeah. was going in Kennedy and yeah. uh, he made a missed approach and then was coming back for another landing and he ran out of fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a seven oh seven. Well that that jet crashed probably as the crow flies about four miles from my home here. Oh. Yeah. Did it kill anyone but on the ground? No, not on the ground. But it, you know, I was home that night, and it it came over the uh, over the news. Might have been might have been been the mid '80s. I'm not certain of the date, but um, it came over the news that the plane had crashed, and but that there was no fire. And I turned to my wife. I said, "I'll bet you ran out of fuel because it was a terrible night here." And normally, when they're landing on two two left at Kennedy. The unless the wind is really strong, they don't get pushed this far far north. And uh, but you know he crashed in uh, Oyster Bay Cove, which is just a few miles south of here. So I figured he ran out of fuel when they said there was no fire. You know, wasn't two two left the one that ninety six uh, crashed? Eastern ninety six. No, yeah, not ninety six. Sixty six. Yeah, that was a New York-based trip on a 727. It was a turnaround to New Orleans. I used to fly that trip a lot. Um, fortunately, I wasn't flying it that day, but I knew uh, both the captain and the co-pilot on it. The captain was a fellow by the name of Johnny Clevin, who was one of the old engineers. He was really a good guy, and the co-pilot was Billy Eberhardt. And both both of them were were excellent pilots. You know, I had flown with them when I was a second officer, and you know, many times on that same trip. Well, Jim Jim Holder, I can't understand why when you read about that report. Now, I've read a lot about '66, and we've had discussions about it on a radio show in the past, but they never mm-hmm. mentioned the fact that Mike Guerin. Gib Garin's son was the engineer, or he was the check well, engineer. Which check, one was the check engineer? He was the he was the yeah, check yeah. engineer. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So he was checking the engineer on the flight. Okay, mm, I okay. think there might have been a new hire engineer. I don't remember. Yes, I yeah. believe it was Jim. You're correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he uh, Garin had given me my one year check as an engineer also. And, uh, I mean, it was very, very sad, uh, the whole thing, you know. Yeah, and there, there was yeah. also uh, one of the basketball players from the New York Nets was on there who was also killed on that flight. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I got to yeah. play a, I got to play a song. Now I just heard this song the other day, and uh, I think it's Willie Nelson, but uh, she, he's singing with uh, Barbara Streisand, and I'd never heard this song before. And they said that it was one that uh, was left unpublished. Uh, uh, in other words, they didn't put it on a vinyl or a record. Uh, but uh, here it is. I, th- I really like this song. No one in this world 
heard that song or that rendition I don't think you have anyone uh, it to be in the Barbara Streisand's 2014 album it didn't and make it, it didn't make it that's right and what else was peculiar about that song uh, not sure it had the titles of a few songs that both of them were successful in singing on the road again oh, really? the way we were oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it composed several of those uh, songs were within the, but uh, they blended real well, I thought. Yeah. Hey, hey well, Neil. We were... George, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I got to get off. I I got a couple of calls okay. coming in here. I got to take right, care of. All right, Mike. I I will speak with you next week. All right. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye, George. Bye. Okay, bye bye. What were you going to say, Mike? No, I just was going to throw a little uh, thing in there. We had talked earlier about Carl Malden with the distinctive nose. Well, there's another singer gal that has a distinctive yeah. nose. <laughs> and you know, I, I wish heard y'all that... quit talking about noses. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine ain't too little. <laughs> hey, as long as you can breathe through it, it's okay. Yeah, hey, I can. I can. It works fine. <laughs> you guys can't beat Jimmy Durante. No, oh, yeah. I don't think anyone can beat him. Bob Hope, he had a unusual one. It's you know, uh, Jim Holder, uh, and you probably remember this, that a lot of folks used to call Perry Hudson Bob Hope. That's right. They, and they looked God, a lot he, alike. It was an amazing how much they looked alike. It yes, was. So. Perry Hudson was chief pilot mm-hmm. in Atlanta and uh, mm-hmm. senator and state senator. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was remarkable how close they looked like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they say everybody's got at least six people in the world that, look, or, that are almost identical to you. Every, everyone. That's, that's what I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I that pity a... the other five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Well, we've been having fun here at my house. And uh, it started something, I guess. But Peggy and I have two porches. We have a back porch where balloons land. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have a front porch, which we call a garage. And here lately, we've been, <clears throat> because the garage faces the street, we've been going out and putting our chairs, open the door, putting our little uh, chair, folding chairs uh, at the uh, entrance, and we've had our neighbors to start coming up every afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we we have a little get to start, yeah get together. You have to start selling Girl Scout cookies now. I I know it I know it yeah, and it, it's it's amazing. And one guy came up the other day on his Harley Davidson, and uh, mm-hmm. gave me a, a he makes sourdough bread in his oven. And it was still warm, and he gave mm. it to me, and and he wanted to know if uh, he could join 
joined the group, I said, yeah, this is open to anybody, especially those that make bread and deliver. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyhow, it's been fun. And all of us are at my age, and, and all we do is talk about once upon a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah. And um, we all spend about an hour, hour and a half, and then it's time to go in and have dinner. And um, so that's all I, that af, af, our afternoon activity. But at any rate, uh, any interesting Eastern stories that we ought to tell? about this time before I put another record on. Willie Nelson record, by the way. Good. Good old Willie. Yeah. I want to hear a quick story. Well. That was fast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, start. I need a hint. (laughs) That ought to be good for a start, Jim. Well, or Al, you got a story about maintenance in Atlanta? Oh yes! <laughs> oh yes! Okay, let's hear it. I know I you've been dying to tell York. it. Yeah, I was up in New York working out of JFK, and uh, I worked the night shift crew. Uh-huh. And our uh, maintenance supervisor or director, whatever he was, he would always come in and go to the bathroom, and he used the same pot all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he always got on our, our cases, right? So one of the guys went in there and turned the screw on the top of the toilet. And when he hit that thing, you could hear him all over the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew we were all yeah. going to get fired. I mean, he was wet from head to toe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, all you had to do was listen to Glenn that a little bit, and it, it turned it loose. That's what yeah. we did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was one of the culprits. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> oh, we used to so get everybody. So I was telling a true story forward, then, the right, The forward Mike? laboratory at Tanger 9. Yep. <laughs> oh, my golly. So yep. you guys have been up to no good. Well, that was we, we. I could hardly wait to get to work so we could have some more fun. <laughs> uh, well, the bathroom jokes. I got to put this on, then I'll tell you my bathroom joke. All right, uh, you might have heard. You may have heard this song before. On the road. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again.
just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends, and I can't wait to get on the road again. Wait to get on the, uh, in the bathroom again. Tell you my bathroom joke. I think I've told this in the last ten years a couple of times. Like uh, I can't remember what I've told and what I haven't. Kind of like Jim. <laughs> yeah. But but I Jim, just sent you an made... email out. Yeah. I just sent an email out to you guys of Perry Hudson that was in my PowerPoint show as time goes by. Oh. A picture of it? Uh, yeah, and you see the, yeah, the, the, well, it's him standing in front of an American flag, and I used it in uh, the form of former Reaper presidents. I had a page for each one of them, and, and he was that, I mean, a photo, and this is the picture I used. So, Very uh, good. I'm glad you sent it. Very, you know, I'm, speaking I'm looking of that. For it. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, if you right do, here. you got to find Yeah, there know, it uh, is. There's Perry right there. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. I think it's time that he ought to be in the Georgia Aviation Hall of Fame. He should and I be. talked yeah. I talked to Charlie Miller at one time, and Charlie said he would help me uh, see if we could get him inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, I know we inducted uh, uh, Captain Eddie, uh, Gib Garrett, yep. and Bill Malone, and those guys, and I went to that <laughs> induction ceremony with my friend I Admiral. Did too. Yeah, Admiral Engel and a member of the the, the uh, Blackbirds sitting up on top of us. We had that dinner, and right above mm-hmm. us was the SR-71, and yep. uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, service. But Perry needs to be in that Hall of Fame. But um, at any rate, what were we talking about? Uh, Perry Hudson. Uh, bathrooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy, you oh, this. Yeah. In the old old Atlanta terminal before the new one, can any of you guys mm-hmm. remember that terminal in Atlanta, the old yes. one over there well, by Lord, the fuel tank? Of course, I remember over there by the new one, Virginia Avenue. Oh. Yeah, Morrison yep. Cafeteria over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Morrison, in the bathroom yeah. in the in the operations Eastern operations, uh, in the uh, pilots area, flight operations, there was a bathroom, of course. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there were urnals, urnals, it's all across the one wall. And this particular urnal had right above it a crack in the paint. Mm-hmm. And that crack looked like the head and half the body of an alligator. <laughs> and someone put a balloon right above it with some words coming out of the mouth of that alligator. I forgot what they were, but who cares? But at any rate, all of a sudden, this alligator took life right above that urinal. urinal I can never pronounce the word. But uh, it took life, and people started putting th- th- the words in that balloon. They cross off a word and put another one on top of it, another balloon, another balloon, all coming from that alligator. And one day, the painters came in and painted that wall, painted that alligator. However, through the paint was the silhouette, I guess you would call it, of that alligator. So somebody carefully chiseled out again that alligator. (laughs) <laughs> that new fresh paint, <laughs> and the alligator continued. But true story. And one other story. Yeah, I, I got, got that true, bathroom. I got Don a true story about that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Don Purcell, one of my favorite captains and yours too, Jim. Don yeah, Purcell sure was. was perhaps a saint. He was one of the nicest human beings on the face of the earth. Absolutely. And never was a bad word said about Don Purcell. I was flying a trip with him one time. And he said, you know what I just did? I said, I don't know, Don. What did you do? He said, well, you know all the writing on the bathroom walls in there about all these guys that people don't like? I said, yeah. He said, well, I've never seen my name in there, so I put my name on that wall. (laughs) He said, I put a caption beside it. Don Purcell is a mean captain. <laughs> that was a tough word for him. True, true story. True story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy. We were talking about Kennedy, you know, before uh, we had a one of the mechanics there, a senior guy. His name was Joe Tomaselli. He was, uh, he was. Uh, may he rest in peace. He died of cancer at age seventy, but. Uh, he was funny. Every time we come in, a bunch of guys were in the bathroom with shift change or whatever it is. And if the, sometimes you'd walk into the bathroom, and there it would be sometimes a little aromatic, you know. So <laughs> yeah. he he would he would always say, walk in and say, "Good grief! How about a courtesy flush?" <laughs> <laughs> I used to fly, and Jim, you probably flew with him too, a guy that could not hold his gas. And it was constantly from point A to point B. I don't care how long the flight was. This guy was was letting his gas go, and that was Glenn Lewis. You remember Glenn Lewis? Jim, oh, boy. On the Electra. The I used to fly with, fly with him on the Electra. And he would who, be farting every time. Glenn Lewis. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glenn, I flew with yeah. his brother too up in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the flight attendant come in, and he probably, yeah, I don't know, I'd, uh, but I've I've endured his his odors on several trips. Well, I got a bathroom story, but it concerns a 727 first class bathroom, if I might tell it. And I okay. may have told it before, but I do. But we were flying, and uh, I'm trying to think of who the captain was. But uh, he was sort of a, oh, for lack of a better word, not not real smooth and such. You know, he was sort of sort of crude, sort of crude. And I don't think the flight attendants liked him. And uh, I wasn't wild about him either. But we on this trip. <laughs> And I had to go pee real bad, you know, so I told the captain, I said, uh, uh, I got to go back there and tinkle. And he said, well, I got to go, too. You go first. And I said, okay, captain. So I got up, and I went in there and in the first-class lounge, the first-class bathroom, and I tinkled and, you know, didn't make a mess. You know, kept it all in the seat, put the seat up and everything, and I went back. And immediately he jumped up, and he went back there. And he peed. And then he came back and sat down. And about three minutes later, the flight attendant came flying through that door, looking over at me, screaming and hollering, pissing and moaning, yelling, because <laughs> I peed with a seat, and she didn't see it, and she sat down to pee. Oh, no. <laughs> now, what do you do? Do you look over the captain and say, it wasn't me, it was him? Because it was him, it wasn't me. So I just sat there, and he just stared straight ahead, never said a word. And the engineer just looking all over the place, and you know, she is screaming at me. Hey, didn't your mama tell you to always wrap the seat up, lift the seat up, don't pin? Oh, she was beside herself. And I just sat there and took it. I took it. I didn't say a word, and he didn't say a word. The engineer just laughed, you know, caring all about that. And that is a true story. I wish I could remember the name of that of that guy. Uh, he should have he, he he, he said, hey, gal, it was me, not him, you know. <laughs> but he didn't. He just said, straight ahead, straight ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a courtesy flush, though. Yeah, no. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Bill Malone used to go to the bathroom at night and come back in the cockpit, and he would have his shirt, his white shirt, out of his fly. He hadn't zipped his fly, and he'd pull that white shirt <laughs> corner right, right out. <laughs> The white elephant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. oh, man, we got some stories, haven't we? Yeah, we got some more. <laughs> this show's going to turn into an X-rated show. Yeah, we're reaching to the bottom of the barrel, I think, and pulling these things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, leaving the seat what, down. Well, like the, it was like, uh, you know, we were talking about if uh, – it, everybody used to say, have you heard about the, the story about the fart in the barrel? And he says, if you were there, you'd have heard it. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting out on, the, on my garage front porch the other day, and, and my neighbor said something, uh, a one-liner, a one-liner. And it cracked me up and everybody that was sitting there. We laughed and laughed and laughed. And I told Dudley, that's my neighbor, I said, Dudley, I said, I got to use that in my next radio show. I got to use it. And no sooner had we broke up and I came into the house, I thought to myself, what the hell was a one-liner? I couldn't, I couldn't remember it. I couldn't remember. 
Damn, I thought we were going to hear it. <laughs> no, but I got an email request from him. I've asked him to remember that so he could do. So at any rate, there goes my phone. But uh, at any rate, uh, I'll I'll find it. But it was a, I'd never heard it before. But apparently, oh, yeah, it was it was a good one. You guys will be using it too for the rest of your lives. It was funny, yeah. but I can't remember yeah. what it was. So good, so good, it was so, so good, so good. Uh, none of you guys have that problem, I don't guess. Chuck, I haven't well, heard a, a funny bathroom story from Chuck. No, I'm not as good as you guys because <laughs> most of the time when we uh, when we got on the airplane, the service people had already cleaned up the bathrooms. I know that um, I think I did tell you one It's not as risque as what you guys are But I went to taxi an L-1011 from Miami uh, I think it was gate B or something like that Over to the maintenance hangar on 36th Street And um, so we got there in the truck And I was I had the They give you a certificate for taxi and run up in Miami, and I was one of 12 people in the 1011 hangar that had one. So I went over there with a couple of guys, and we were getting ready to go down the jetway, and all of a sudden, here comes these two guys and um, with FBI on their back of their jackets. And they said, could you stay here for a few minutes? we got to go in and, and, and inspect the airplane. Well, I wasn't going to argue with the FBI guys. So consequently, we were there, and we thought they were just going to look around a little bit. And Man, they were there for about a half hour, and they come out, and they left. So one of my buddies said, you know, I gotta go. I'm going to go back and uh, see if everything's okay, and, and, uh, and we can call them over there and tell them to get, have a crew ready to clean the airplane up. And he, I go up, and I'm sitting in the left seat, and we're doing the checklist and everything to start the airplane up and get it taxied over. And he comes back in and he says, Chuck, you ought to see this. The, 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 you know, in the 1011, they have five uh, commodes back there. I said, what's wrong? He says, come here and look what these guys did. And they took uh, the fire axe. Back then they had fire axes, when I think, uh, in the cockpit. And they, they had pitched it out and gone back there. And they had chopped up all the five um, toilets back there, and uh, we found out later that the plane was uh, was told that the plane was carrying drugs. That was the years that Eastern got caught um, having drugs on airplanes from these uh, guys from South America. So that's yeah. my story, and sticking to it, they really well, tore up know, the airplane. We were considered the uh, airline of choice for the cartels. Yes, we were. They, yeah. um, I, I remember another one that doesn't pertain to the the toilets, but they found a 727, and when they opened up the cargo compartment, I guess somebody got a tip. Um, there were some cases in there, and they opened up the cases, and they found gold bullion that was being shipped from Miami, I mean from South America to Miami. And there were there was a little bar of things. There were about 
five or six inches long and maybe a, a, a two inches thick, and there was over a million millions of dollars worth of gold in the, and they just yeah. shipped them and it was um, on the outside of the crate they they had put something like farm equipment or mechanical something rather on it and, and nobody ever bothered it until these uh, FBI agents came along and, and opened them up. But yeah, you're right. We were the airline of choice for the South American cartels. I, I remember a lot, quite a few stories. I, I yeah. was, um, well, we'll go into these stories in the coming Mondays. And sure. I hear the silver wings in the background. Merrill Haggard. Guys, been fun today. All the fun. Good stories. And uh, hope you'll be back next Monday to hear some more of these. Uh, what would you, what, what what would you call them? You re- hope you remember the one-liner. <laughs> I yeah. the one-liner. If I have to go over there and knock on his door, I was yes, hoping sir. he would email it to me. <laughs> okay, guys, I'll see you next uh, Monday if you can make it. Appreciate it. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a good time, you guys. Left me standing here behind. Silver wings shining in the sunlight, roaring engines headed somewhere in flight. They're taking you away and leaving me lonely. Mike. Okay, Captain Neil.